to Eat, Drink, Social. My name is Courtney Sandora, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. If you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Go Social, or you can visit our website at goforthbesocial.com. We are here today with Brittany Young of The Certified Celebrator, and we are so excited to have her on board. She, she creates great content, so we're going to talk today about how she got started and, and just get some tips in general for both uh, entertaining and social on our end. So, so welcome, Brittany. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I love the podcast. So it's such a great honor to even be able to chat with you today. Oh, thank you. Well, let's start at the beginning. How did you come about creating this account? So Certified Celebrator turned 12 in September, September of 2021, which is just crazy. I had just graduated college and um, I didn't really know what to do with myself. I was working full time and I just was doing what I love to do on my own. And I started to share on Facebook actually. And then I went to Facebook Live when that was um, just coming out. And I quickly realized that there were women all over that were looking for doable, realistic, affordable, easy, entertaining, and halfway homemade recipes, and all of those fun things that we do with Certified Celebrator. And um, I was just sharing what I was already doing, and people started showing up. And so I started having more and more fun with it. And that's a very brief overview of kind of how we got to 12 years later. But that is the truth. It's Certified Celebrator has just always been my passion. It's always been everything we do is what my hobbies have always been. And I think it's just been so cool that over the years, I've been able to turn it into the company that it is. Was there a certain moment or a certain post where you were like, wow, this is really gaining traction? Absolutely. So what was so funny was I was working full time and I did not have a lot of extra income. And so I've always loved shopping at craft stores, specifically Hobby Lobby. There was one that was near my home. So I've just loved to decorate my home for the seasons. And I love to go to all the craft stores and look around, but it was a season of my life where I couldn't spend for, like, I couldn't spend on just anything. I had to be very specific and careful with our budget. And so I would take my phone into the craft stores with me. And there was one, well, I mean, there were several videos, but the first video, it was a Facebook live video that I did inside of Hobby Lobby. It had reached over a million views. And that's when I was like, holy cow, there are a lot of people that love the craft store as much as I do. And that's when I really realized, wow, this could be something a little bit more than probably what I ever envisioned or could have dreamed on my own for it to do. And so those were those beginning posts were, I think what really got the traction. That's great. Were you always comfortable in front of the camera, like doing the Facebook lives? I was because when I first graduated from college, I was a, um, I was an assistant to a position that did a lot of local TV and media. So I would go to local TV stations. It would be a lifestyle show and we would have a recipe or some sort of tutorial or project. And it would be maybe 
a three to four minute segment, but I learned really quickly how to condense content, share valuable information. And so video just came supernatural to me. And I think it was, I think it was just because of my first job. And then I have, I have a little bit of an extroverted, um, um, personality as well. And so I just, I've always felt comfortable in front of a camera and I've always just had a lot of fun with it. That's great. Are you from Kentucky? Or, I am. I'm originally from Owensboro, Kentucky, and then I moved to Bowling Green, Kentucky to attend college, and I'm, I'm in Nashville now. Okay, yeah. I thought you're in Tennessee now. Very uh -huh. cool. So where do you get a lot of your inspiration for your... Designs. So I think a lot of the inspiration comes from what season of life I'm in. And some of our OG original followers have been with me since before I have, I had my little boy, I have an eight year old little guy. Yeah. And so they followed and they've been with me for my first home and the first porch that I was decorating and the first time that I was preparing a meal to host, you know, a holiday at an event. And so I think a lot comes from the seasons of life that I'm in. And then also a lot comes from our followers and I get a lot of content from questions or DMs that they're sending me on, do you have ideas about this? Or do you have ideas for this? And I can get a lot of creativity just from my inbox and from my DMs on what, what kind of content should we come up with next? Where with, you know, the time of the year, where should we kind of be driving the bus? And, um, and then I have a team. I have a team of eight girls and they're not all creative, but well, they are all creative in different ways, but, um, we have some that are, um, just like me and enjoy intentional celebrating as much as I do. And so together when we get our brains, we really, I mean, we can really come up with some crazy fun off the wall ideas that we have to reel ourselves in because we get so excited about what we do. That's awesome. So what, what's your favorite holiday or occasion to decorate for? Everyone asks me this and I have to tell you that it is so hard to answer because I love them all. I think right now I would tell you a Halloween, but I don't like a scary Halloween. We always call it a cute, not creepy Halloween. There's a hashtag on Instagram. If you will get up there, it's everywhere. Um, but I don't have like gory, yucky, scary stuff. I want it to be really cute, but I love it because I love a kid in a costume and I love candy and I love all the sugar and all the fun. It's like a non-pressure holiday where you don't have to, you're not buying tons of gifts. You're not preparing a huge meal, but you just get to enjoy your family, make memories with your friends and your neighbors. And so I know Halloween is right around the corner. If you were to ask me in February, what my favorite holiday would be, I may would tell you Valentine's day, but today I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick with the Halloween. <laughs> and you mentioned Hobby Lobby. Is that, are there other stores or other kind of tips for people on where to look for items? So I think that we can find items. That's a good question. There are things all around us in places that we're shopping already. The grocery, I ran into the grocery store this morning and I was like, do not be distracted. Do not be distracted. You're here for three things. Don't look at the holiday decor. So from your grocery store to the target dollar spot to Amazon, there's no shame in my Amazon game. I mean, we are busy. We work full time. And so we're busy moms that still want to create fun homes. And Amazon oftentimes is a place to be um, for quick shipping and things like that. Um, I love Pottery Barn. I love Anthropology. Um, I love Crate and Bear. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Yeah. So you would probably, I would, 
my house you probably would be like <laughs> not happy with because I have a like a commitment fear of even hanging pictures on the wall. Should <laughs> we like decorate more for the holidays? <laughs> what would be like a tip for someone like me who's always like just very hesitant? I think starting really small and actually where you are and kind of your process is very common for women. They're like, I love to go to other people's homes. I love to go into the stores and look, but for me to commit to do it to my own, own home is very scary. And so I say start really, really small. If that's something that your heart, I mean, not, not all of us are made to be the same. And I think that's what makes the world go around. Not all of us can be the over the top crafter because we need, we need people that are um, fundraisers and we need people, we need, I always say like, don't feel guilty no matter what. But, you know, no matter how you like to intentionally celebrate, it can all be different. Um, but if decor in your home is a place that you would like to, to start, I say start with the fireplace mantle, start with your front porch, start very, or maybe in your kitchen with um, your serving ware, your dining ware, you can start as small as just one thing. And then you will be really surprised how you can quickly transform a home just maybe by adding a few pillows to your couch or a banner on your mantle. We're talking one or two items, not necessarily, you know, a whole shebang where you're going to have to have lots of tubs to store after the holiday or anything like that. It can be simple. It can be really simple. That's, that's great tips. So um, I did see you're married. How, yes. <laughs> how does your husband feel about your decorating Skills. So he, he is the sweetest man that I think he is all about like women, like empowering women. He loves a strong woman. I think I always say, I think that's what attracted him to me first was just what I have built with certified celebrator, but he is so supportive in the sense of showing, let, allowing me to like, give me, give me time and grace and privacy and, and things that I need to do to be able to show up on social media, to be able to deliver content. He's like those followers and those friends and people of your have been around long before I was. So showing up for them is a priority. He gets it. And as far as the holidays go, um, he is, he loves Christmas. He cannot wait till Christmas is here. He cannot wait to deck the halls around here. Um, I think he appreciates it. I think he realizes that it's more than just the show, but it's the memories made specifically for my eight-year-old and for our friends and family that comes over. We want to create an experience that they're never going to forget. And so, um, I think that, I think that he just appreciates it. I think he enjoys it. I think it's still a little new to him, um, but he's always like, what's next? What are we doing next? He's all about like our next intentional celebrating project. And he's um, super supportive when I need him to hang crazy things from outside of the house or pull, you know, a hundred pumpkins or whatever I need him to do. He's all about. <laughs> When I married my husband, he came with two tub full of um, sports themed <laughs> ornaments. Oh my like, goodness. Oh no, where are we going <laughs> to put these on the tree? <laughs> so there are those challenges sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I saw you had um, a book out as well as a digital magazine. How, how did those come about? So our digital magazine came out about a year before our book actually was published, actually came out, but they correspond with each other. The magazine is almost maybe a little bit more than one chapter that you would find in our book, but the magazine is hands-on. So half of the content is digital printables that you can use their paper items that maybe you would hole punch and add ribbon and add to a gift, or it's games that you can do with your family, or it's a, we have a really adorable Halloween banner that you cut along the lines and then you string ribbon through and you hang it from your fireplace mantle. It's, it's super interactive and it gives a, it gives 
gives a tangible project for families to intentionally celebrate and make memories. And the book, um, we, we really came up with those ideas at the same time, but the book is really the piece and the project that you get to share with other people. I always say every home needs to have a Celebrate with Sprinkles book because you can refer back to it. The, the photography is beautiful. It makes you feel really, really good. But also, I say that intentional celebrating is the application, but our mission is really to create deeper relationships. That's our mission, create deeper relationships and memories with our family, create happy lives, but the application is through intentional celebrating. And so we want that to be in all of our communities. And so the book is really the piece that you get to share with your neighbors. It's the gift you get to wrap up and pass out to your sisters for Christmas so that they take the book and they intentionally celebrate in their homes, within the walls of their home, with their people. And so it's, I think to me, it's the legacy. It's, it takes me out of the equation um, because I'm pretty self-branded. I started with my cell phone and it was just me in the craft store and that's all that it was. But the book really allows you to focus on what Certified Celebrator is all about. Simple, affordable, doable, realistic things that any person can do with any budget and any time frame in their home. Do you think just, you know, cute decorating in general has um, come around in part because of social media? That's a good question. I will say, I think that I have changed my style. So, whereas before I loved a lot of ribbon, a lot of color, a lot of like deco mesh and all of these products that you would see, but I have a little bit more of a simplistic um, style now. And so I think that intentional celebrating probably without like, maybe without those two words, like what I think intentional celebrating is and what someone else may think intentional celebrating is could mean two different things. But I think social media has allowed you to see inside homes that have been giving you inspiration. And so one party banner or spring on top of your kids fruit or pancakes goes a lot further than what it, what you actually think it is. It makes, I always say this, I always use the sprinkles on pancakes as an example, because when I put sprinkles on Brady's pancakes, he wakes up and has a good morning. And then he goes to school and he has a good day. And then his teacher has a good day because he had a good morning because he was well behaved because he can be a little wild and so on and so forth. So then she gets to go home and she gets to have a good day with her afternoon and her family. And so those little bitty sprinkles, it's like a ripple effect to our communities. And so I think that maybe we've given social media has given little ideas and tidbits to families. And I think that they can make it and they have made it their very own. I love that. That's so cute. I'm gonna, I have nine <laughs> year old boys, so I'm going to try the sprinkle thing. Try um, the sprinkle effect. If you have a grouchy morning kiddo, I think sprinkles are always so exciting. <laughs> Well, moving, moving deeper into the social side, um, how would you, obviously I've seen your account, but how would you describe the look and feel of your account? I think we're happy. We include lots of confetti, lots of colors, and hopefully a very realistic account. Um, and if the whole photo or the whole project may not be realistic, bits and pieces of it are. And so that's really what we always try. Anytime we post anything, we look at it and we're like, okay, can someone get, a, can someone get value out of the content that we're sharing? And if so, then that's a win. If not, then it doesn't need to go up onto the feed because we don't want to be a place that's overwhelming. Um, we don't want to be a place that's um, intimidating or anything like that. We want it to be doable. And so I think that's what you would get on our feed. 
Yeah. And I, I just noticed it was just very like bright, like it made me happy, you know, I was uh-huh. bright and light and, you know, you're obviously smiling at a lot of the pictures. How, how do um, you balance kind of the pictures of you and then the pictures without you? Does, I think so, say that one more time. Um, does one perform better? Like in, in general, if you're in it? So years ago, I would tell you that photos of me always went further. And I think that that's probably still the case. Um, But what I find is that oftentimes the posts that do the best for me are the posts that have words below them that are super heartfelt, that I have taken a little bit of extra time to type out. Um, I think that my community is a community of feelers. We are people that really want to um, make people feel loved and intentionally celebrated. And so we when I do, when I'm intentional and I'm that way with my followers, they read those words, they can hear my voice and those posts do better than really what the photo could even look like. Interesting. Yeah. One kind of common theme we've heard with people we've talked to is being vulnerable mm-hmm. is, is important to your community. Um, is there, is that kind of hard? Like, is there like a line you draw where you're like, this is just like, this is my personal business versus like what you share? Absolutely. I think there is a lot to be said about being vulnerable on social media, but there's also a lot to be said that there's a lot of not so happy things in our space. And so for me, Unless, I mean, I have been vulnerable on social media because we've all gone through seasons of life, especially when my followers have been with me for so long. Some of my original ones, they feel very connected to Brady and to me, and I feel connected to them as well. And there are times that I owe them an exclamation or or, um, I owe them something because they've been with me forever. They deserve to know. They deserve to go along the trenches with me, or I feel like it could uplift or inspire someone else. That being said, I don't spend a ton of time. This is my own personal, um, my own personal belief, but I don't spend a ton of time on woe is me or pity party vulnerability. I don't, I don't do a ton of that. Not that I don't have a bad day, but because they're, they see that in so many other places, the world, especially right now, there are so many heavy things around them. I want to be the light spot, the spot that's easy and that's fun and that's bright and that makes you feel good or might make you laugh. Um, and so I hope to answer your question. And it's not that I'm never vulnerable. It's just that I don't waste a lot of energy in the social media world, you know, getting like too, too deep because there's so much deep going on. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. How, how did COVID impact? I mean, on one hand, more people were at home, right? Cooking and, and making Mm -hmm. cocktails and things like that. But then obviously gatherings were fewer. How did it affect Certified Celebrator or how did it affect me? Yeah, FX Certified Celebrator, or so, or you, I guess either. <laughs> well, Certified Celebrator is me, so it kind of is all together. I think that, I don't know that it really affected Certified Celebrator from the standpoint of engagement or follower increase or brand partnerships or anything like that. It actually didn't affect a lot of that. If anything, maybe it increased numbers, um, probably from, you know, all aspects, especially after the first three months, there were of course a few months where we we're like, what in the world, how do we pivot? Because we had already had magazines done when the world shut down and we're like, okay, all of a sudden we're planning mother's day and we're planning summer parties and there's none of that. How can we really be of value when people are stuck at home? How can we give inspiration for Easter when Easter is no longer what 
what we've always known it to be. So we had to really turn our wheels pretty quickly on the back end to really show up for our followers and give them content that we felt like they needed. Um, but to me, I think it was hard on me and all of our followers because I thrive when I gather people together. What brings me joy is my next project, my next party. Like I'm already in my mind, I have a Friendsgiving. And so my, like in my spare time, that's kind of my hobby is planning my Friendsgiving and planning my Christmas party with Santa. And so I think my followers are very much the same where we, um, not all of us, but a lot of us enjoy company. And so I think it was, I mean, you know, I think it was, it was definitely a lot of gray and unknown. And I think we all intentionally celebrated the best we could one day at a time. And some of those times at home, no, I mean, I don't think that we would, we would change. Our intentional celebrating changed a little bit, but we wouldn't because of, you know, our relationships and how they've grown and how it really put kind of life and celebrating in perspective. Yeah, no, that's, that's also true. Um, so just, Going back to the social network, you, you've mentioned Facebook, you've men mentioned Instagram. Do you have a favorite network to use? personally love Instagram because I am so visual. Um, and so I love to spit. That's kind of my playground. I think that Facebook is still very valuable. Of course, TikTok is too. And I don't do a ton on TikTok. Um, but Instagram absolutely is my favorite. Are you seeing traction with uh, reels and kind of short video we are um seeing i don't know that we so we have been posting reels i don't know that we're i'm not really a singing and dancing and pointing kind of a reel um i want to offer i'll i'll turn photos into reels or i'll do a project um into a reel I think that it has brought in new followers i think that we probably haven't used reels um to the point that we could you know, reach more followers. Um, but, but I think the potential is absolutely there. And I mean, Pinterest seems like a pretty natural platform for what you do. Yes, we do. A lot of our website views come from Pinterest. Okay. And then, so do you, I know I saw on your site that you do have a photographer. Do you, does she shoot everything or do you shoot some things? So she shoots I would say probably 75 to 80% of our content. She definitely shoots me. If I'm in a photo, she shoots that. Um, she's been with me since she's the only photographer I've ever had. And so she kind of knows my preferences and those kinds of things. And um, because our company has grown so quickly and um, we are creating much more content than we were this time last year, I have, I have taken over and I have um, started to learn more about photography, which I actually really enjoy. I'm by, far not a professional but I have fun with it and so we kind of divide and conquer very cool um and then I guess you know I saw with the the magazine subscription there was a Facebook group um that yeah. you could, is that have you found traction with that has that been useful so that is a private Facebook group that magazine subscribers can opt into if they want, but that's a space for them to post their projects, post how they're using the digital downloads and the goodies and how they're intentionally celebrating for the month. And so it's a place that they get to go and hang out with other people that have similar interests and, um, they, they love it. I love it. I love to check in and see what they're doing and how they're um, having fun with their families. We do little challenges in there and, um, it definitely creates community. Yeah. I, 
we're seeing some clients say, oh, do I even need to be on Facebook anymore? And, you know, I, I, I still think Facebook obviously has a, a ton of people using it. And I think there's so much value in groups. Like you really can get a good organic reach still. And Right. I, I agree. I'm with you. I'm a little... Facebook is, I think there's a place and there's definitely reason to be there. Um, it's to me, it's not as visual. And I, I think it's something about the feeds. It's like, I want the good stuff. I don't want all this, you know, I want yeah. my friends from high school. I want to see the babies. I want to see all of that. And for some reason, I feel like I don't get to see who I want to see. However, I did a Facebook live video earlier this week that had reached almost like 15,000 views. And it was a four minute video. I was talking and I was in the pickup line to pick up my little boy from Brady. And so I, you know how the school rider line is. And so I always yeah. try to use my time very valuable. And I thought I'm going to hop on and do this live video if I'm there just a few minutes. And I did. And so, you know, those little words that I had to share in four minutes really reached a lot of people and, and made a lot of impact um, to those that, you know, could have missed out on Instagram. Very cool. Um, so I know you do work with brands. Um, what, what do you think makes a good brand partnership? What, what gets you excited to work with a brand? Um, I love when, so for the most part, all the brands that we work with, we, we're at a place where we get to be really picky and choosy. We get to pick and choose who we work with, which is great. So a lot of times we get to say no. A lot of times we get to say yes. For me, it's when they're excited to work with Certified Celebrator. Um, I love to work with people who love our mission, who believe in intentional celebrating and who know that what we do is valuable. And um, that's those kinds of personal relationships from the brand level is the very best to me. And, and would you have any tips like, so someone like on our end where we're set, we're working with influencers and more on the brand side, bringing that to an influencer. Is there anything you like from like a brand brief perspective or direction or is there mm -hmm. anything we could do better? <laughs> I think that, so to be honest, I, so I have helped um, brands develop influencer programs. And then of course we're, and we have an influencing platform as well. So I've kind of worked on both ends a little bit. I will say, I understand the importance of really being super descriptive and giving guidelines so that you get exactly what you want because you're spending the money. You want to make sure that it's going to be on target for this specific campaign. However, I love when a brand allows me and trusts me to be creative. And I realize that that doesn't happen typically in the first couple collaborations. And after that, I love, I love when we're able to be a little bit more loose because what happens with people like me and our team is we're in our kitchen and we start pulling out product and we get excited and our creativity starts to overflow and what we could produce with how our, how we've like taken what our original plan was, we can elevate it by so much if we are able to have the freedom and not all brands are willing to give you that freedom, which I absolutely understand, especially in this, um, where anybody can be an influencer and, 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 um, you know, people are squeezing it in and probably over promising and under delivering. I feel like that's what we hear a lot from, you know, just other relationships. And so to us, I understand exactly where the brief has to be super descriptive, but I do, we have a lot of relationships that are like, girl, do your thing, go and have fun with it. As long as you love it, we're going to love it. And so they trust us to deliver top-notch content. That's awesome. That's, that's great insight. That's the best. It is. So um, 
So yeah, so we covered a lot of what I wanted to cover, but I wanted to also see like what's in what's in the future for you. Are you working on anything exciting or anything you'd want to share? So we, um, I think 2020, or sorry, 2022 is going to be a really fun year. One of the things that I've wanted to do for years is I want to have um, intentional celebrate. I want to have a party. I want to take a chapter from the book and I want to have people come and experience the chapter and party with us and our team. And we've been talking about this forever. We've dreamed up this great, um, we've dreamed up great projects. We would love to do it in Airbnbs where we could travel to different cities. They could come and have dinner with us and they could experience a chapter and I can actually meet people, which I would love. Um, and so I think hopefully we'll be able to schedule and do some of that in 2022. We're also working on our second book, which is really exciting. Um, I think that product would be what um, our followers would want next from us. We're super particular about what we put out. And so while product has been something that people have asked for for years, we're like, you have to trust us that when we say it's not been great yet, it's not been great. So we want to wait until everything aligns exactly what we want. But I'm hopeful, if not in 2022, maybe 2023, we would be able to see what we have envisioned um, our collection to look like to, to be released. Um, and so I will say we have big goals and we have huge dreams, but I also love to just kind of go with the flow in the sense of what our followers want from us next. And so we are, we have goals and plans, but we are also very flexible and loose with, if we feel the world needs us to do this, we're willing to kind of shift gears. And so those are some big fun projects that I'm really, really looking forward to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just really admire that you've taken your passion and that also that you've just thought through like the mission and the purpose and that's that pancake sprinkle story is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. So, um, so I just, I, I think you're just doing such great work. And, and like I said, everyone I know that follows you religiously is just, I mean, they always say, Oh, I just love her. So what, oh whatever my. you're doing, you're connecting with people in a way that is, is meaningful for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think when it, when it's a passion, it's like you become so obsessed with your followers and your people and the content that you share and you want to deliver the very best and you want to show up. And that's really what drives our business. And when you have a team like Certified Celebrator has all the girls are like chasing the same thing. We all are obsessed with delivering the best and like really transforming homes and offering value. It's, it gets to be really exciting and really fun and it gets to be it's really authentic I mean of course we have to financially support ourselves and our team and our families but um, I think when you when you when you show up as your best self and you listen to your people and you connect and you have community and relationships the sky is the limit oh that's great advice well, thank you for taking the time. I know we're, we're up against our time here, but um, I really appreciate you joining us, especially like right before the big holiday entertaining season kicks off. So thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. And I cannot wait to share with our followers about the podcast. I listened to um, last week I was driving and um, I, I usually have to commute a little bit. And so I always plug in a podcast and I heard some of the best episodes I've heard and it's so fun. All your guests are just amazing. So I appreciate um, just being included. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, it's good to know you some. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay, we'll have a great holiday season. Thank you. You too. All right, everybody. 
That wraps up today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us.